0: All of this week, I have been in probably the same way most preachers have a lot of conversations with the Lord. And for about two weeks now, we have gone through several transitions and several rides of emotional roller coasters. But, you know. Just like the song that you just witnessed. I, I know that the Lord is for me. I, I know this. I know he is for me. And he's been for me for 2,000 years. In fact, he's been for all of us since the beginning of time. Since Adam, God's been reaching for mankind. He's wanted nothing more than to love us and hold us and help us and use us. And especially this week after having last week when we were just getting into it heavily into this country that we live in before it escalated, God began to deal with me about the time we're living in. And I know that I'm probably saying a lot of the same things people are saying everywhere. But God was dealing with me about the way He sees us right now see you and I when we look around the way we see each other right now we see a lot of desperation we see a lot of uncertainty we see a lot of running to and fro and and just trying to to get supplies and get what we think we may run out of or or if we can't get out of our homes for a period of time what what we really might need to get a hold of now. And, and so God has, has witnessed all this. But this week, talking a lot to him about this whole thing. See, I, I know that God, I'm not going to say that God uh, gave the coronavirus to people to die by that. I'm not saying that. We live in a, a world where random sin takes place. But I do know this for a fact that God uses everything, and he, including the coronavirus. He's using this. But he's really, this week, has been on me to just share with you this morning about how he sees the church right now in this time of prophecy that we're living in. And we need to understand that God sees the church like an army. We are, we are God's army. There's three things. In fact, that's the very first thing I want to tell you. That we, we need to see the church the way that God sees the church. And the Bible says in the second chapter of Joel, verse 11, he said, The Lord gives voice before his army, for his camp is very great. Did you hear that? The Lord gives voice before his army. For his camp is very, gate, is very great, for strong is the one who executes his word. So, folks, it's okay to be prepared. It's, it's okay to, to make sure that you do things like social distancing and hand sanitizing. We, we're, we're in the world. We are in the world. But we are not supposed to be gobbled up by not only this crisis, but any crisis. Because we are the army of the Lord, and what God is wanting to make sure that we understand, this is the way we are supposed to be viewing one another. We are are supposed to look at each other as brothers in the Lord and sisters in the Lord, but we, we are also supposed to be looking... That we are finishing a fight. We've been given a mission. We're finishing a fight on this great battlefield called the earth, the world we live in. And and we are to execute the word of the Lord. That's what God wants us to do. He, he, He wants us to see this earth and see the world and see the church the way he sees The church right now. And he's looking down. And he's seeing the church as an army. But I ask myself this question this week. Because you can get consumed in all the news. And all the preparation. And all the concern and all the worry. You can get concerned and consumed with it so much. That you forget that you are the army of the Lord. And we are to be about the Lord's business. Finishing His mission. The second thing God wants us to do is He wants us to see ourselves the way He sees us. He, He wants us to look at ourselves individually the way that He sees us. And you know, in the 20th chapter of Acts, Paul was giving great instruction because he was living in a A time when when things just seemed to be up in the air. And and there was a lot of uncertain things going on there. And, And this is Paul's response. Paul said, but none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself. So that I might finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received. From the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Paul said, none of these things move me. And I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to get off course because I've heard some alarming news. Because everybody's running around and everybody's wondering, what do I do next? That's not the the course of action that Paul took. Paul said, these things don't move me at all. None of these things move me. And I'm going to make sure that I continue to do what God has given me to do. And folks, I just want to tell you this before we get to the third point here. And that is that you can get so overwhelmed with all of this stuff. And I get it. I am in there with you. In fact, I told somebody this week. I said, you know, a lot of people might think, and I can't speak for every every church or every pastor, but I know a lot of them are probably in the same boat. But I said, it it has been, it has been no less work. In fact, it's been more work. And you think, well, you, you're not having church on Sunday. Yes, we are having church. The only thing different is there's not people sitting in here but we're still having church we're doing this i would be doing the same thing if there was 400 people sitting in here no different the same. we would be doing the same things but it's been a real challenge and a chore and we've already had streaming set in place for a whole decade we've had it going on a long time but there's been an extra level of challenge to try to stay connected to people who may not be on Facebook, to let them know that we are still thinking about them. How can we we reach out to people to let them know we're in this together and we're working together and, and we're going to continue to do everything that we know to do? It, it, it's been a lot of work to try to do this and implement things and think about safety and think about being prepared and, and trying to be compliant and not living in a... Rebellious state of mind right now I think the church is supposed to be the example This is what God is looking for he was, He's looking for people that will live and, and people that will be the example And rise to the forefront Because see we know what's going on We know what's going on more than anybody else And the third thing God said That this week that, that we need to really focus on folks And we need to see everybody the way God sees them we need to see everybody else the way that God wants us to see them. In the 19th chapter of the book of Luke, and this is, a, this is a, you can call it a story, a parable, but this is something Jesus was doing to give us an illustration when he said, so he called tens of his servants, and he's talking about a master, uh, uh, someone who had a business affair and had a, a lot of uh, things, and he was using this story here, and he said, so that man called ten of his servants and delivered to them ten minus or, or ten coins or, or, or ten pieces of silver, whatever way you, you want to visualize it. And he said to them, he said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to, the King James says, occupy till I come he want he said I want you to do business until till I come and this is what God wants you and I to do in this earth in this moment we're living in this is not the time for us to crawl under a rock anywhere in fact, you and I, we are the army of the Lord, and we've got to realize it, folks. We've got to get on this bandwagon here. we got to lace our boots up right now. We're not going to hide and build a lean-to and hope the rockets don't hit us. Or COVID-19, don't get in there. It doesn't matter what way we leave this earth. We are on our way home. This could very well be the vehicle and the way that God gets this church out of here. This could be the last attempt, the last revival that we see in this earth. Before the coming of the Lord When he comes to take his bride And take the church home This could be it We are the army of God And we've got to start marching We've got to do everything from streaming We've got to pray we've got to, we've got to text each other If that's the only thing we can do That's the talent God has given us for this season If we can do a Facebook video If we can reach out to children through puppets That's the talent that God has given us for this moment If we can come together at 7.14 in the morning and 7.14 at night, that's the talents that God has given us, and we've got to unite. We've got to be about the Father's business, and we can't bury it in the dirt like everybody else because our Father is the one that's in control, and He knows what's going on, and He knows what He's going to do, and He knows what's going to happen after all this is over with. So we've got to be about His business, and we shouldn't act like this thing. Is catching us off guard. We shouldn't act like we don't really understand what's going on in the world right now. That almost could serve as an insult to God. He has told us for centuries what the face of the earth would look like when the Son of Man would come. He would come like a thief in the night. There would be wars. I just mentioned this to you. There would be wars. There would be rumors of wars. The the, the love of many would wax cold. People wouldn't really love God anymore like they used to. They would just fit God in somewhere. People would start, instead of being people of faith, people would start being people of fear. That's not coming from God. I told that on Monday on a short message. God has not given us the spirit of fear but we've got power, we've got love, We've got a, a mind of discernment. We've got sound mind. We are the people that ought to be bringing it right now. We ought to give more hope than people has ever had in their life. We ought to have a smile. I don't care if we don't have a cruise of all or a little bit of meal in our, in our cupboard at home. We ought to be the people that's smiling because we know that our redemption's drawing nigh. We know that this could be the day when the Lord lets us go home and we've got to do something with the talents that God has given us. We can't just sit around consumed by this stuff. If you live on social media and and you do anything but worship God on there, you're going to get sucked in because secular media, social media, and even printed media, if there's any of that still left, it's all pointing toward how bad everything is. What can we do to keep up with it? No, ma'am. The blood-bought church of Jesus Christ don't have to keep up. We're far ahead of what's going on because we're walking with Jesus. And he left stuff like this in an old grave 2,000 years ago. So we are not of this world. We're in it, but we're not of it. And we've got more hope than anybody else that's walking and breathing. And that's the church of Jesus Christ. And so this is what we've got to do. We've got to walk, and we've got to know that the Father has all things in His hand. We've got to know that, that God is, is the one that's going to see us through. Are you telling me, preacher, that, that I'm not going to get sick if I'm a Christian? No, I'm not. No more than I told Pat Walters that he was not going to die with uh, leukemia. I don't know anything but what this book says. And this book says, Romans 8, probably been quoted millions of times in two weeks, that all things work together for good. And we may not see it, We may not understand it. We may not know how in the world God can get glory out of coronavirus. Well, there's people that's watching millions of screens all over the earth right now and all this week that have never, ever once logged in and logged on to an internet connection that's got the Bible in the name of Jesus. But right now, the window, the opportunity is open, and that's why we got to do something with the talents that we have because God's using the Coronavirus All over the world Not just in the United States or China But the whole earth Is covered right now With red dots somewhere And every red dot that represents Coronavirus times a thousand Represents souls That can hear the gospel message Of Jesus Christ And that's why we've got to be about our father's business And we got to see the world The way the Lord sees it right now And so God wants us to know If you will lace your boots up, and you will not be consumed, and you will not be afraid, why are you afraid? That does not sound like the Jesus that walked out of the grave. Why are you afraid, blood-bought child of God? Why? Why are you afraid? You've already seen One illustration of how God can use weird, unordinary things to meet our needs. Why are you afraid he's going to supply? He's Jehovah Jireh. I don't feel like nobody understands me. He's Jehovah Nisi. His banner over me is love. Why do you feel that way? Are there two Jesuses? Are there two salvations? No, sir. There's one Lord, there's one Savior, there's one Blood, there's one Body, and if you are part of the living, breathing Body of Jesus Christ, then you can see what's going on in this world. And I've got news for the world: we've been seeing this for years. We've had, we have known ever since technology has increased like it is. Ever since the weather has been all over the place. Ever since wrong is right and right is wrong, and all that kind of stuff has gone on. We've been watching this for years. This is just another pluck on the map right here of what God is doing to get people ready before the door of the ark closes a second time. He wants everybody that will walk in to walk in. And He wants you and I and you and I, He wants us to make sure we are out here doing what we can before it is too late. I thank God that I'm not, I'm not moved by a coronavirus. None of these things. Paul said I have learned. In whatever state I'm in. To be happy. To be content. Because I don't depend on anything on this earth. I don't depend on anybody on this earth. My hope is in the Lord. And for as for me to live. If I'm going to live. It's going to be Christ. If I die. It's going to be gained and so listen I don't know who's going to be afflicted I'm praying this prayer right here every day there'll be another uh, prayer on the 29th of thousands and hundred probably millions of people praying the same prayer along with their prayer this is why you need to take this stuff serious and I don't I, I haven't I haven't felt led to say this before now but the Holy Ghost just reminded me that this right here this prayer, is a talent. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to pray or say, oh, that's nice, that's sweet, that's lovely, everybody can come together. No, sir, you better grow up quick and you, you better do it real quick. See the thing about the coronavirus? You can't see it. You can't. It doesn't have an odor. You can't smell it. You, you, nobody's walking around like with spots all over them. Oh, like leprosy. No, sir, it's silent. It, it doesn't happen quickly. And it's it's not even fully understood yet. Scientists will tell we still can't even understand it completely, because it can live on stuff that regular things can't live on. And so, we, the people, the army of God, better use every talent we've got. We've got. We don't know how long we will have to stream like this. This is why it could end this week. But I don't see that happening. But I don't know the mind of Christ. This could go on for months. What if this goes on to July? Are you going to sit home and sulk? Are you going to say, well, this is the way God's doing business. And it's almost as if this thing has been on my mind. It's almost, I wonder now. So I got to say that because, you know, people ain't got nothing to do. And they're not going to use their talents right now. Their life, fruit, lack of, proves that. Will tear this apart. So let me let me preface this by saying, it's almost. I wonder if God says, you know. The church never would get outside of the church, so I'm locking the church up. So if you're going to be the church, you're going to have to do it outside the four walls. And I've, i man, I have I have gnawed on that all week. And so, the church needs to understand there was. A confusion ever since the day it was written by some people somewhere, even to now, when Jesus gave the Great Commission. A lot of people thought he said, stay ye. He didn't say, stay ye. He never said, stay ye. He said, go ye. Go ye. Go ye. Go ye. Go ye ye into the highways, the neighborhood, the next door neighbor. And I know everybody said, well, you can't do that now. Listen, I'm talking about a life after this. You can do something. This season right here, you better find something to do. What if this is your last opportunity to store up treasures in heaven? God's wanting us to go. And I, I I want to be ever so sensitive because a lot of people feel like they're suffocating. They don't know if they've been around somebody who is infected or not infected. And they think about, oh, my word, who have I been around and all this. And those are legitimate concerns, they really are. But let me tell you what all of us can do. Every person that will stop being you, stop being multitudes or wherever you go to church, stop being that. And you'll say, God, I don't know you. I'm not even a Christian. I I don't even claim to really have a Bible. Or maybe I've got 12 and I've never read any of them. I, God, I don't know what else to do. I, w- I want to tell you that you you can have him as, as your father. And I, I've told this story many times, and it's just been laid on my heart to say it again. That about, I don't know. 24 years ago, something like that, when my daughter Caitlin was just two or three years old, I remember where I was when this happened. We were pulling out of the driveway, and I was going to take her to the lady that was watching her at the time, and she already had breakfast, and then Sister Lee, the lady that kept her, would always feed them and fed them like kings and queens. But on this particular day, when we were pulling out of the driveway, she said, Daddy, will you go get me a biscuit? And I'm telling you that if I would have had to refinance my house to buy a $2 biscuit, I would have done anything because I was her father. And that got me as much as anything could ever get me. And, 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 and I'm telling you, I didn't care if she didn't even eat a bite of it. It's the fact that she wanted it. She was mine. And I had the ability to make that happen for her. And I did. I drove to Hardys, I got her a biscuit and didn't even care about the rest. And God wants you to know even way more than that. That's the way he feels about you right now during this time. He does, just like Elijah. He wants to supply your need. It may not be the way you think. God is ready to do something unique in your life. He's ready for you to see that he's blessed you with a talent or talents. And it's time to do something in this season with it. And a lot of you come to this church and you fly under the radar. And God wants me to tell you today, uh, it's time to quit that. God has not spared your life. God has not spared your home, your marriage, everything. God has not he's not done that just so you can just kind of sit back like you got a season past the multitudes. God is ready for you to understand he has blessed you with talents that you can use. It may not have a thing to do with inside the four walls of these this building here, but God's blessed you. And God is ready to supply all the things that pertain to you as seen fit by him that would glorify him, but God is ready for the church to be the army that he sees it as being because he's not going to raise another one up. He's not going to create another group and call it, well, the second church. God's ready to do this, and he's wanting to do it in your life. And he's ready to do this for everybody that's listening. And I want you to know I don't care how bad it is, and my heart has really gone out, people like waitresses and all this, who really lived off of tips. And I've, I've worked in that world when I was in college, and I'm telling you, that's a hard life because there's many people that will allow you to wait on them like they created heaven and earth, and they're doing you a favor by letting you serve them and either walk out and give you nothing or put a dollar or two quarters on the table. And I've always struggled with those kinds of people that occupy oxygen. No, Seriously. I've I've had a problem because those people make a dollar or two an hour, by the employer, And, and I'm thinking, God, I'm I'm going back to Pizza Hut, on East Boulevard in Charlotte when I worked when I was in college, and I remember those days, and I'm thinking about these people, and God says, you know, if you will just let them know, do what you can do. Use your resources, those are your talents Use your talents right now to make somebody else's life better Be Jesus, be the army Do something in this earth This may be your last opportunity You may not get to buy something with that stash you've got stashed away This may be the day that God uses you to change somebody's eternity And so, God wants you to know you You can literally drop everything about your life And you can run straight to Him right now with every problem you've got, with every care, with every worry. And don't be surprised if it's a raven, if it's a widow, if it's through you using your talent that God meets your need. But you've got to remember, God can do it. He wants you to come to Him. He wants to be your father, if he's not your father, and he wants you to know that more than a biscuit he will do, he will move mountains if he needs to to take care of you. I want to pray for you right now, Father in heaven. I give you praise and honor and glory. I thank you for your word, that's where all the hope is, Lord, is in your word. I don't have hope anywhere else, Lord. I don't have any kind of hope anywhere but there, Father. And I ask, Lord, every person. Who may be watching right now. Lord every person. Who is just struggling. With all types of emotions. And and concerns. Lord I, I want them to know today. That you promise us. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. God, you're going to do it. You may use unconventional means to do it, but God, you are my Father, and you're going to take care of me. It doesn't matter if it's a hurricane or if it's, if it's a, a virus. It doesn't matter, Lord. Unemployment, no employment, plenty of employment. God, you are going to take care of me. And I pray in the name of Jesus right now, Lord, that if a person doesn't know you, And they want you to be their provider. They want you to be their Lord and Savior. They want to leave this life and enter heaven. Father, help them to see right now all they have to do is say, Jesus, that is me, and I am ready. And I give you my heart. I give you my sins. I give you my worries. I give you everything that I'm happy about, everything I'm sad about. I'm giving it to you, Lord. And God, I thank you that I can run to you, and I I can just... Rest in your arms, in Jesus' name, amen.